find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home at last. Behind the baller. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the world-famous, award-winning, award-nominated Behind the Baller podcast. We may only drop one time a week, but we still hit them charts every single day. We are at episode 348. This podcast does discuss my life, but it's not always linear, okay? We can get into some random occurrences, but the free game is every single day episode. Now, this is a business podcast, most unorthodox business podcast there is, like no other. And I am your host, Ben Baller, aka The Wash Lord. Today, I will be Ben Humble in very rare form. Today, I will maybe be the Korean Dr. Phil. But no matter what or wherever I am in life, I will always be the Korean Liam Neeson deep inside, okay? This show is brought to you in 8K high-definition stereo sound by none other than the world, the world's greatest producers. The world's greatest podcast producers. That would be the Dust Brothers, Jordan Winter and Miles Davis. Uh, we need to give Mr. Jordan Winter a very happy belated birthday. Celebrated his on Friday. He's chilling back home in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Jordan, I love you, and I thank you for everything that you have done and just brought to my life in the last almost four years. About four years, though, yeah, because the, the rap port shit. Anyways, guys, we are recording live from Wouldn't You Like to Know. But seriously, I'm off the grid. I am taking some time off to recharge and reset, but I had to give y'all your weekly fix of BTB. So, Lakey, Miles, Jordan, Let's get this motherfucking show started. Guys, if you are a sports better, whether it's every day or when the mood strikes, you need to be a member of Captain Picks. This is the time of the year to make real deal bank. March Madness is in full effect. Yes, bracket season, guys, okay? But not just that. College ball, NBA, UFC, MLB, soccer, tennis, golf, football. You need to come pick with us. We even have live betting notifications to help you win big while watching the game. Our numbers are backed up by data and wins across all sports. So take promo code WINNER, all caps WINNER, and go to CaptainPicks.com to get 30% off any package. You can get a one-day, three-day, seven-day. You can get a 365-day pass. I always recommend the annual because it's always better to have and not need than to need it and not have it. Guys, we are on fire. So go to captainpicks.com to get 30% off any package with promo code WINNER. All right, guys, don't forget, captainpicks.com. You got to be in it to win it. 
You know, lately I've been taking a lot of drives. And you know, when I take them drives at night, kids are asleep. It means a lot of shit is heavy on my mind, right? And uh felt like I have to dig deep to find myself again. It's weird, right? My whole brand name for 10 plus years has been a father and a husband, you know? And with that said, driving around the city that I call my city, right? I feel disconnected from my city, you know? Um, right around my birthday, I think I had said I, I was on my last few flights of stairs and I had the retirement in my vision, you know? It takes some years to get up a flight of stairs. Some people, you know, longer than that. For me, you know, I, I saw a few years, you know, ahead of me. I was just looking up like, you know, on some Burj Khalifa type shit. And I saw retirement and I wasn't scared. I embraced it. But now I do have like slight fear inside of me, right? I have no problem telling you guys, I, you know, I have um, not timid. I'm talking like legit fear, okay? Think last year and part of this early year, I felt like pivoting my career and falling in love with golf, disconnecting with my with my family. Now, what's wild is it gave me more time with them, and I've been obviously more present than ever as a, a dad and a husband and everything. But I think I got way too comfortable. And don't get me wrong, I deserve to be. You know, I've put 30 plus years of legit grind in. You know, I put in my 75,000 hours, brother, fuck you want to say it. But when I said I had nothing left, right, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm done. I was wrong. You know, I still got some gas left in the tank. So what I'm trying to say is we still got some work to do. I got more work to do, right? And no matter what narrative is out there, I've always taken pride at being a very fair man, especially beyond fair with those who I love, my family. I'm even fair with my enemies. You know what I mean? I've shown mercy to those who haven't shown mercy towards me. I've shown love to obviously, you know, you guys, BTB Army, my subscribers, people don't even know. The problem is the narrative others may have that's on them. I can't change their mind. People will tell themselves lies and create this false fucking image, whatever. And these are people who so-called love me or, you know, friends, whatever. They have this thing that, that's whatever. And, and I've, I've disconnected from different groups of friends and things like that, right? I control my destiny. Nobody else. Nobody else holds this weight when it comes to the Yang family. So if it goes bad for me, it goes bad for everyone that I take care of, okay? And false narratives can destroy relationships. You know, there's people that are involved in like your family, your circle, your friends, work, whatever it may be. And sometimes these people say like, yo, I don't wanna get involved, right? 
like, I don't want to get involved, you know, boom, whatever. There's a beef at work, you know, your coworker, this and that. Maybe there's some issues here and there, whatever. Maybe it's a friend. It could be a girlfriend. It could be whatever, right? There's family. There's this. Family's going to take sides, usually. Um, I've been in, on both ends of the stick where, you know, family didn't take the person's side. They took the side of what's right and, you know, and did the fair thing. Some people just immediately, like, I'm just going to take family. So I'm just going to take family side. And I'm, I'm not mad at that. I just realized that my life has just been so fucking different that I just can't go by the basic instructions of life because everyone's life is different, right? So when you say you don't want to get involved, sometimes you have no choice. And let me be clear. Silence is a choice. You may not even realize that when you stay quiet, it's a lot louder than you think. Okay. And when people want you to match their energy, it's fine. But when you show them that the energy that they're giving you, right? Right? And then you re you reciprocate and give them the same energy and they don't like it. Look. <laughs> that's a motherfucker, right? That's their problem. And that's the problem with being around the wrong crowd, being around the wrong people. And I think like in the late 90s and in the 2000s, especially on the internet and shit, there'd be like, oh man, Ben's a storyteller, Ben be blind, Ben be cap, what they didn't say capping back then, they're like, man, Ben be fucking saying all this bullshit, man, it's bullshit, I don't see things around. I move around like a ninja. And the greatest thing is the internet happened. And I didn't need to control the narrative. I can't go back in time and fake the fact that I work with Dr. Dre and Jay-Z and shit. It was just, it wasn't as easy as an email, text, phone, you know, cell phones were around, but it wasn't like the way it is now. Like it's all on blast now. Everything is at the reach of your fingers. People started to realize, oh shit, this dude Ben was telling the truth. It's happened in many instances, different situations, different scenarios not just on the internet and friends and whatever. And I didn't block these people, whatever. I just said, y'all, I'm going to dead this whole click and get focused on my own shit because this energy is weighing me down, right? And I don't regret that at all whatsoever. You know, I know when it's time to move on and when it isn't. But once I had kids, all bets were off. It's a whole different ball game for what the fuck is going on. I work hard because I don't want my kids to inherit pain, struggle, and trauma. I want my kids to inherit a true legacy. I want my kids to inherit properties, businesses, land. Okay? I'm trying to fight the battles that my parents never won. And that's like real shit. That's my goal. Sometimes I think people miss understand if I'm on my phone I'm not sitting there looking at fucking girls in bikinis I'm not sitting there looking at cars for no reason there's a lot of shit that's just bullshit I see what works I see what doesn't but just because it works don't mean it, it's something I want to rock with when I'm watching a game you know my attention's on a highlight here and there but I might focus in on the crowd and see you know Something weird. I might get, I might spark an idea. There's always a million things running through my mind.
right? And a lot of times I think back at the people that aren't in my life anymore. And I had friends who used to say, oh man, you never do that, man. Man, come on, bro. You always do this. You always do this. You always say you're going to do this. You always promise this, whatever, boom. For the most part, I deliver on my promises, right? But after seeing a therapist start talking about the word never, the word always, people use that, you know, around me and stuff here and there. And and depending who they are, some people I try to correct them. Some people I'm like, yo, I'm out. But I want to talk about that, right? When you think about the word never, again, I think I discussed this maybe on the last episode, but never associates with 95%. And that's like really never associates with 100%. So if you have never taken a bath, you have never been swimming, you have never been to Africa, you can't go to Africa twice and then say you've never been there. You can't give somebody a gift, some roses. And in 10 years say, oh, you've never given me roses. Now again, in 10 years, you know, you did it two, three times. Never is still wrong, you know. I know it's expression. But if you've given roses 15 times and, you know, in a 10-year period, you're, you're batting, you know what I'm saying, in, in that 40-50%. If this was a test in school, you'd fail. But it ain't never. That's the thing. When they say, oh man, you always doing this. You always promise this. You always do. Look, that's again. Imagine you're playing basketball. You shoot a three-pointer, right? If someone's like, man, you'll always shoot three-pointers. You might've made a layup. You might've shot a fucking 10-footer. You might've shot a free throw. Who fucking knows? You all, this guy always makes his putts. Who makes all their fucking putts, right? Say the guy made fucking... 27 putts. Okay. Slow putting. It's good. He didn't make all his putts. He didn't always make his putts. Or he didn't always make his birdies. You know, he didn't have 18 birdies. No one's ever done that before. But you say, oh, that, you know, it's an expression. The only problem is when it's negative, it's false information. And that's why I want to talk about it. It's really important. When someone's like, man, you're never home. It's 365 days of the year. And let's say you're gone for half the year. You're not never home. You're gone a lot, but you're not never home. Okay? Now, I'm not here to defend either side of that. Just saying it's a dangerous night. You know, you can say, hey, you're gone a lot. Never, always. Just got to change those words, man. It's just something that, that really gets on my nerves. And, you know, talking to a therapist and something that's kind of foreign to me. It's helped a lot with easing my mind, right? And one thing about my behavior, I think that's really important for people to understand is I'm not intimidating. You're intimidated. There's a difference. I'm not mean nor aggressive. I'm honest and assertive. And that makes you uncomfortable. And it's not me that makes you uncomfortable. My presence challenges your comfort. 
So I will not be less for you to feel better about yourself. I have worked hard to be kinder with the earth and to my family, my friends, you know, my mom, my sister, but I'm me, right? I've made the necessary changes, but understand nobody can make you feel inferior or insecure without your permission. Now you're going to get the fucking Karens out there who say, say that to a rape victim and this and that. We're not talking about that. Always going to be fucking one, maybe exception. There's going to be this. We're talking about the fucking general. If there's a thousand instances, a thousand examples, and there's two of them that are just rare, like a fucking UFO crashing into your house. You get what I'm saying? All I got to say is people are so obsessed with living in the past. Women I've dated in the, you know, before, people love to bring up old shit. I don't unless it's valid with something that's currently happening. Okay? So the best advice I got was to let go of whatever was and you need to walk into what is. I've been thinking a lot about my behavior, my um, mannerisms, old habits, things like that. And I think about life, love, friendships, whatever it is. And it just got me thinking about cars for some reason, right? For most of my life, I've been obsessed with cars. Buying a new car. I was addicted to buying new cars for the last 16, 17 years. Sometimes it'd be like a year and a half, two years. Sometimes it'd be every four months. I don't know. But then you got the other people who are just, they love the old faithful, right? Their Ford or Chevy truck, their Toyota, whatever. Now, again, this also might be because that's what they can afford. Or they might just be smart and, you know, I mean, look at fucking Warren Buffett. Drives a fucking Oldsmobile or a Buick, whatever the fuck it is. Some people drive their car for 300,000 miles. And I truly admire those types of people. For real. Okay. I would love to get there one day. And of course, these people are responsible. They do their routine oil changes. They check their engines, check the tires, things like that. I'm always checking tire pressure because my cars are lowered and stuff like that. But of course, in life and anything else that matters, right, that needs care and attention. Taking care of yourself and the things you care about will usually prolong the life expectancy, right? Now me, I got addicted to that new car smell. Hold on, correction. I got addicted to that European new car smell, right? It was like a drug addiction. I'm not there yet with the 300,000 miles, right? But I've driven two different vehicles now for 17 what are we at? 19 months? It's the longest I've gone in over a decade. I know it's sad, but I'm working on it. And part of that is, I think because my childhood trauma from 
some of the real painful shit I spoke about. I remember that one episode, like, fuck, man. When I, I, I think when I spoke about my dad and how he treated me and how he physically abused me, I think that fucked a lot of people up. Not a lot of people reached out about it, but people definitely, you know, they they felt it. They, I mean, when I say reached out, like, yo, I'm sorry. I, mean, it just, I just think people understood, like, yo, wow, he went deep there. And it was something I think it needed to be said, right? But up till about age 11, maybe, right? So 84, 85 at latest, right? I had a lot of stability in my life at that point. There was trauma, there was this. But, you know, came home. My mom always made dinner. It was rare that we didn't have dinner on the table and we all sat down. And it's just a weird thing. And I try to do it with my family and I try to enforce that. And I think the biggest, um, you know, reason why we haven't is because I was always gone. But after that, I think from moving around and everything, I was just always so afraid of consistency. Because I can't really remember what I did in third grade and second grade. I can't remember, you know, a lot. There's things I do, but I don't. But I never had consistency. The only thing that was consistent in my life was my skin color and my last name, right? I had no control over that. I was always moving. New city, new school, new apartment, new this, you know? And, um... Once I found it, I fell in love. Like when we finally had London, I found some consistency, right? I found a reason to try to give them some, you know, a stable home, a, you know, a nice place, whatever. But, you know, we still moved around a bit. I feel like old habits may form. And as I've gotten more comfortable, and I finally feel like, you know, we've reached our forever home. Scumbag motherfuckers have invaded me and my family's privacy, right? Now, look, I could go have goons, start fucking people up, but that's the old me, right? I've been taking the high road on a lot of things lately. And what's funny is people who have only known me for like five or 10 years really don't know who I used to really be. And, you know, I didn't sit there and fucking broadcast, you know, the fucking bad shit I was involved in, whatever. But people who have known me for five or 10 years don't realize I'm literally 2,000% better a person today than I was 15, 20 years ago. And I'm still learning and I'm still growing, guys, right? A big part of that was my wife. I know I said I'm going to keep it private. I don't really want to talk about her. This is different. It's me giving her thanks. You know, the nudge, like I said, for me to be, to lead, for example, not just be better for her, be better for myself, you know, for the kids, for everything. And it's hard for someone like her even to, you know, who's known me for 13 years to see where I was. And when you see that, you're just like, all right. And like, what do you do? Because I was such a wild motherfucker. It's like, I've calmed down so much. So every so often, if I have a rant on social media, whatever, boom, that, I mean, there's very few, if not, you know, from, if any, you know, I haven't learned my lesson. No one's ever going to put me in my place or something. 
I'm always going to fight the good fight. And if there's a reason for it, it's valid. Then, you know, it's like, oh, it's not worth it. Sometimes it is for me. But in general, when I, I love being around someone who's known me for 20, 25 years and like, yo, you're the best version of yourself. I don't need that to stroke my ego. It's just, it's the truth. And they see it because they know where I came from. So I can tell a lot about a person on what they choose to see in me. Okay. Fuck the cars. They're not even around anymore like that. Fuck the jewelry. I don't really wear jewelry like that. You know, on a super special occasion, yes, I'll break out, you know, the Patek or whatever. I've been a G-Shock man lately. But take five minutes and I think people, even the subscriber meetups, I think the conversations have been deeper. Even if we're just shooting the shit, there's definitely more, you know, depth to what people might think. But I think people who listen to the show in general do know what time it is. And with me is, don't come to me if you don't want me to give you your real advice. And you can tell right then and there, if I'm stuttering, or if I'm like kind of like hesitant, you know that I'm about to give you some shit and you might not like it. So going back to the circle of friends, I've given some good friends tough but real advice. And I haven't heard, I never heard back from them, right? Because they didn't want to hear the truth. They wanted the yes that fits my narrative. That's the guidance they want. And now it's funny because they regret not listening to me. Right? Really think about the company you keep. If you got someone who can't keep a job for whatever, they hang out with someone else who can't keep a job for whatever, and then you get a third person in there and they can't keep a job forever. I don't know about y'all. I try to hang around some motherfuckers that got solid careers and solid jobs because I'm not going to learn shit from the person who lost their job three times. Right? You got a girl who's a hoe, a dude who's a hoe. They out every night trying to fucking smash whatever. They're going out every single weekend. You know? It's like, obviously, that's not me because I'm just too fucking old. Girls, guys, whatever. They want to hang out with other people who are going out all the time. Right? And it's like, yo, man, like, what's going on at home? I'm not saying that's wrong when you're like 22, 23, 26, and some people, whatever. It's deeper than that. I'm talking about, like I said, it, it could be with so many different things. You could have a good time going out. I get it. You could have a good time doing this. I'm just saying, like, misery loves company. And it's the truth. When you really think about it, some people, they haven't lived enough life. They haven't experienced a lot. And, you know, one person may know more than the other. One person may help them with this. But at the end of the day, there's still some shit that, you know, failure is part of their resume. It's part of the repertoire. I'm not trying to be around any of that. And maybe that's just me. Again. So, you know, I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm just saying when it comes to thinking, you got bad luck. And I'm talking about my friends who didn't take that advice. You know, I really do mean that sometimes. I'm not saying my advice is the best. 
I'm just saying like, look, you wanted seven people to say yes. And I'd have said yes if I felt like it was that, you know, and went along. Because I'm telling you the truth. But if I give you a real like perspective and, and you know, you decide to dismiss it because everyone else, then you come back like, fuck, man. Well, shit. You know, she'll listen to Ben. Don't take it personal. It's just what it is, man. You know what I mean? Life ain't no joke. Why do you think I say this is not your practice life? It's not a video game. Same fucking Street Fighter. You get two fucking three chances. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Look, I said this the other day, and it's the truth. Sometimes you got to get out of your own way. For me, I can make things a lot more complicated than they need to be. Sometimes it's not my fault, but because I'm engaging with someone that I care about, I tend to get further and deeper and deeper into going nowhere, right? Sometimes it's my ego. And I'm like, all right, I need to take the L here so I can move on and go forward because there's no W here. There's no win. One thing I fucking hate when it comes to friends, relationships, and things like that, when you compare yourself to others, I do it too, right? But I do it in a different way. I'm talking about in general, when you compare yourself to other people, you are setting yourself up for failure. You have no idea what's really going on in someone else's life. So if you're going to compare, compare yourself to prior versions of yourself, okay? And I'm happy worth where I'm at. Look, I've made mistakes in my life and I know that I'm always, you know, wanting to change and be better. Sometimes I might, again, I might fall into old habits, but consistency, if I could bat 85% here, what I can't stand is a motherfucker to call out the 15 when I'm just trying to go and do better in my life. You know, I am proud of who I am today. I do regret things. Some of the things I've regretted more recently in life, they hit a little harder because I have tried so hard to avoid them, but then they're usually bigger things that I regret. It's not a small thing. I what? Oh, I regret not getting to fucking egg slut, you know, at 10 a.m. instead of going at fucking 7 a.m. or going to, I'm just saying, little shit like that, who cares, right? And I want to talk about one reason why I've been so successful in several different fields. I'm passionate. When I love, I love hard. I feel like I'm that blinding light, that bright, shining light. I could be fucking in the back of the line, whatever. That bright, shining light cannot shine bright for fucking 20, 30, 40 years. I've shined pretty bright for a long time, but you get burnt out. What I'm saying is I'm passionate. If I care about somebody, I go hard. When I care about golf, look how deep I went into it, right? Care about jewelry. I'm like, fuck, I love jewelry so much. I want to be a jeweler love music so much. I got in the music business, right? I've been good at managing my Ben Baller brand, turn it into a business. But caring deeply 
whether it be love, whatever it is. And I'm talking about more on, on a friendship and relationship. It could be marriage. It could be anything. Caring deeply will make you vulnerable. I could talk about a business too, because this is more about business. Caring deeply makes you vulnerable. I don't like being vulnerable, but I ain't got no choice. Why does it make you vulnerable? Because there's a good chance that things aren't going to go exactly your way. But you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. Because caring deeply is also the key to a rich and meaningful life. And it means that much more, right? When you fucking finally get to your goals. Now, before we go to the break and pay some bills, this has to be the quote of the fucking year. It might be one of the top quotes of my life. And it's from C.S. Frost. And this shit hit different, different, okay? It goes, you can't go back in time and change the beginning. But you can start where you are and change the ending. Man, Bruh, I think I've said this before when I talked about my movie list. That was many years, two years ago when I talked about, it's like close to episode 100. It was close to probably to episode 30 or 40 when I did my top 100 movies and stuff. And like, I think people would never think that The Notebook is one of my favorite movies ever. Now I know it's just a movie, it's whatever, boom. But it's like, you think about that, right? And it's just like, dude, Ryan Gosling, like, you know, he falls in love, boom girl goes and gets married to someone else you come back you have a successful life i'm just saying like yo i've been a hopeless romantic and it's funny and i think sometimes my wife laughs at that she's like man you're just so you're just a grumpy old man or whatever and boom but like no i'm just saying i'm being serious i've been thinking about that people bringing up the old shit in the past you can't change yesterday you can't change last year you know what i mean you gotta live in the now man so Hope that quote sticks. Shit is amazing. Damn. Gotta say it again. You can't go back and change the beginning. But you can start where you are and change the ending. God damn, that is so fire. That is such a fucking bar. All right, and with that said, let's pay some bills. We got some bills. We got some ads. We'll be right back, man. Fucking amazing show. It's probably my favorite of the year so far. I'm just feeling good. I want to share this side of me. And I hope if I inspire one person, if I could change one person's life, man, that's enough for me. It's what keeps me going. All right. You hear the lake lake in the background. You know the deal. We'll be right back, y'all. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned that having a therapist is important for my mental health. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Now, I'm 50 years old and I'm still learning new things about myself daily. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with licensed therapists who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you've benefited from therapy, feel free to share your experience. Whether or not you've been in therapy personally, Talk about the broader benefits in your own words. For example, 
It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma, etc. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash baller today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash baller. Betterhelp.com slash baller. What's up, y'all? We're back. I hope you guys uh, take consideration of that better help. I'm seeing a, a, a real psychiatrist, right? It's helped me with a lot of things. But better help has come in very, very, very handy for me. A friend told me the other day that I had a personality disorder, right? And I hate to say this because, you know, I don't like that word. It makes me cringe when I think about it. But what celebrity doesn't have one? Okay, like I got to turn on a smile, you know, turn it off at the drop of a hat. I, I got to be and meet a bunch of people, sell them, you know, an idea, a fucking collaboration, whatever the fuck it is. Meet a fan at the airport, meet a fan while I'm having lunch or dinner with my family. And I don't want to be bothered. Got to be nice. Believe it or not, I didn't ask to be, you know, who I am today. Like I work to hustle and do certain things, whatever. And I've just, you know. It is what it is, but think about Brad Pitt, obviously on a major, major scale. Think about, um, and I'm talking, I'm not talking about you two people. I'm not dissing, I'm just saying, thinking about like, or you could talk about Mr. Beast or somebody like that, but name a fucking celebrity that doesn't, who has to deal with a million people, right? Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, whatever. What kind of shit you got? And they're actors, so it's different. I'm just saying, sometimes I feel like I have to act, but you get the real me here. Just thought I'd just bring that up before we start talking about, you know, entertainment, movies, sports, and shit like that. So, um, Friday night, I refused to take a third L, and we finally got to go to Toothsome Chocolate Emporium. Okay, guys. <laughs> it's at the Universal City Walk. I think they have one in Orlando, too. I think they have one in China. There's a big Universal Studio somewhere in China. I don't know if it's Beijing, Maine. I don't know where the fuck it's at. So this is kind of based off of Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. And uh, it occupies the old Hard Rock Cafe. They spent many millions on building this place. It is fucking beautiful. It has a very vintage vibe to it. I don't know exactly what years those would be when they had you know, the airplanes and the pilots wearing the crazy goggles and that and everything. Fucking, I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. But it was fucking good. Let me tell you. If you can get a reservation, because they get, it's a two-hour wait, two-and-a-half-hour wait once you get there after 5.30. And most of the time, you just can't. It could be two weeks out, one week out, depending on the time. You're trying to get a 7.30, you're trying to get a 7 to like 8.30 or 9 p.m. dinner? Forget about it. Thank God one of my followers came through. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate you. Now I'm going to need the plug for uh, uh, Super Nintendo World. <laughs> I want to take my kids there. But yo, Toothsome Chocolate Emporium was really good, really impressive. It's two stories. There is a, and it's pretty cool. There was like 
low 40s when we when we went but they have outdoor seating she could see like you know they do a dj on friday nights and saturday nights they just like dance on the screen thing kids love it like going there there's obviously two or three different dessert places ice cream places there's sparkies which is kind of like trish's donuts fresh donuts so fucking good there's candy stores all over the place there's little shopping for clothes obviously universal city you know gift shop there's a bunch of restaurants and things like that there is a shoe palace there's lids they actually have a dodgers locker room there and the only other one they have that's official is the one at dodger stadium there's a smaller one at the hollywood and highland center but like this place you could legitimately get like you know custom jerseys done like real dodgers authentic shit but it's just a good time i don't know man i used to love going there in the early 90s and it was popping like you know well one thing is i love the fucking amc theater at universal studios it's sorry i know it's gonna fuck up my shit and fuck up my privacy but you know i mean i kind of pop in and out so it's no big deal but i've ran into some super followers and subscribers there and stuff but back to toothsome chocolate emporium they got a gift shop they got a candy store they have a milkshake bar they have a dessert to go bar right? Their menu is large. They have a full liquor license. Parents, if you want to take your kids there, they got tequilas, they got wines, they got ports. They have all the good shit, okay? They got brunch. They have steaks. They got seafood. They have fucking chick sandwiches. They got kids menus, of course, but they got desserts for that ass, and everything was fucking delicious, okay? Started off with the fucking nachos. Let me tell you something, guys. We got pulled pork kettle chip nachos. I have never had nachos that weren't with the fucking tortilla chips. They were fire. Okay. I wish there's a little more cheese and I'm going to ask for some more next time. Definitely going to go again. But we got that. Southern fried chicken sandwich is fucking incredible. Crispy, juicy. I'm not a big breast fan, but crispy and fucking juicy. That aioli sauce incredible french fries great got the shrimp mac and cheese very good i got uh the beef tenderloin steak with these like potatoes au gratin is it au gratin or au gras i don't know it it fucking fire okay mushrooms the steak was a little small i ain't gonna lie to you six ounces was the biggest they had but you know what though you you know the portions of food are good but then you know you go and fucking going on to dessert. That's what they want. But they got waffles. They got the burger with Angus beef. You know, they got, there's so much shit that we haven't tried yet. They have a bunch of salads. I'll, you know, I mean, get into the salad part, but they got this special chocolate bread or some other shit. I don't know, man. It was good. We got the chocolate chip cookie milkshake. We did the brownie bark Sunday, fucking Sunday fed kind of five of us i guess i don't know i mean it was it was fucking crazy it was it was good they got red velvet cupcake milkshake they got all kinds of milkshakes the motherfuckers actually have a piece of cake on that bitch yo kaya got the chocolate chip milkshake those cookies and cream type thing it was fucking incredible and it was big two kids easily adult in, in your child no problem the only downside is getting a reservation manager came up she's like yo we have 800 reservations today i'm like god damn they got brunch i'm gonna check it out there too maybe only thing is a little expensive milkshakes 15 fucking dollars sundays would be 16 20 dollars fucking steak was 40 bucks it's fine you know steaks are 40 bucks at a lot of places but six ounces 
I'm like, God damn, what is it, Nobu? So it was a little expensive, but it was good. It was a great time. City walk was fun. You're going to get the itis. You know, you're going to be full. You know, a lot of fucking dairy might fuck your stomach up. I'm not going to get into all the little fucking shit with what's banned in Europe and not banned here and whatever. Boom. It is what it is. It was a pretty chill weekend. Again, like I said, you know, just resetting the mind and everything. Now let's talk about some shows and some shit. I watched some shit. Okay, guys. And thank God I watched the Marlon Wayans comedy special. Now, to be honest, I have never seen Marlon Wayne stand up. Been a fan of, you know, the Wayne Brothers show. Love the show. Loved him in Requiem for a Dream. He's in a big fucking movie coming out soon. Oh, he's in the Nike movie with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. But, you know, Marlon's actually a really good actor because you look at Requiem, he's fucking crazy. You know, don't be a man of South Central. I drink your juice in the hood. It's fucking hilarious. Wayne's brothers, all just geniuses. Keenan Ivory Wayne's fucking genius. Damon Wayne's dope. I saw Damon Wayne's Jr., like I said, in uh, Tempe, Arizona. Wasn't very good. You know, he's a mediocre comedian. But, you know, it is what it is. He, he's definitely the lesser of the talented Wayne brothers. But Marlon, I met in uh, like 92, 93. And that was when Living Color was crushing it. He was already, um, I think Above the Rim was coming out. He was fucking amazing Above the Rim, by the way. And I didn't know, like, this all this backstory. And he broke down his relationship with Chris Rock, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Will Smith. And he talked about the story. I'm not going to give it away. I'm just saying it was a great fucking thing. Stand-up was fucking hilarious. He went in, right? He tore... Chris Rock, a new asshole, and they're very good friends. 30-year homies, 30-year friends, like brothers, tore him a new asshole, but fucking did it out of love, and it was fucking hilarious. So if you got HBO Max, I suggest highly you watch Marlon Wayans' comedy special. It was fucking good, all right? So then a few hours later, I decided to watch the big controversial Chris Rock stand-up. Now, guys, I remember Chris Rock's first movie role in Keenan Ivory Wayne's I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. He was probably the most memorable part of the movie. It was a good movie, but he was like super famous, and from there, it was over. His stand-up in the very early 90s, like 91, whatever, was phenomenal. He is definitely in the top 10, in my book, one of the greatest comedians of all time. Okay? He's had fucking amazing stand-ups. He's had some of the, man, in the fucking 90s, crushed it. 2000s, crushed it. 2010s, crushed it. I haven't watched a lot of the, you know, of the more recent ones. I did see him obviously get smacked by Will Smith. And uh, I thought it was some punk shit by Will Smith, whatever. I get what it was. And I'm not going to spoil it. This was by far the worst stand-up that Chris Rock has ever fucking done. This shit was not funny. He, I think he called Meghan Markle a bitch, I think, whatever. He said some shit. He, he, he tried to talk about being woke and shit like that and just whatever. It just It just didn't get over. 
And you know, I'm waiting for the fucking, and everyone that watches waiting for him to fucking talk about the slap. So he finally gets there and he goes in. He goes deep into it. And of course, it's the best part of the stand-up, but I'll be honest with you. Even with that, like, it wasn't anything that was not obvious. You know, he tore Jada apart, tore Will apart. And people are like, he did that shit in Baltimore. That's where Jada's from. And Jada don't fucking associate with fucking Baltimore. Like, I know Jada. Okay? One of my fucking closest friends who taught me how to ball, I would talk about all the time, he was fucking engaged to Jada Pinkett. Okay? Way, way back. They were serious together. Shit, you know Caesar, the dog whisperer? Caesar, fucking most famous dog trainer probably in the world. My boy manages him now. He's the one who put him on to the Smith family, Jada and all them. Anyways, disappointing. I don't suggest watching it. It wasn't funny. I don't think he got a lot of laughs. I don't know. It was whatever. I think it was, it just didn't do it for me at all whatsoever. Two thumbs down and um, come on, Chris. He's talking like he's never spoke before. And um, I don't know. He had a couple lines that were okay. It just, it just, man, like, you know, you would think someone like Cat Williams who went through so much crazy shit was going through all these weird episodes. Maybe he was bipolar. I don't know what the fuck. Cat Williams come back, give you a solid motherfucking stand-up. It just wasn't it. It just was not it. I'm disappointed. Straight up and down, disappointed. Now, um, BMF, Friday, we are going, is episode eight, we are going on four or five trash episodes. There's moments in this one, it wasn't the worst out of the last five, but it's like, bruh, what the fuck? Now, I know these are based on true stories and everything, but it's like, man, this is the weakest fucking show. And I watch it because I'm just waiting for like some shit like, you know, there's a couple scenes, you know, in an hour where you'll get five minutes and it's like, all right, at least I got that. But like, like, man, bro, like it's just the fuck, you know, I'm going to say it again for like the seventh week in a row. Cannot wait for fucking ghosts to come back. Cannot wait for raising Canaan to come back. Cannot wait for force. You know what I'm saying? With Tommy, the white boy, that show surprised the fuck out of me. That show was gangster. That show was incredible. And we were supposed to get him on the podcast. I don't know what happened, whatever. And again, sorry, guys, we will get guests. We will. I'm going through a little bit of a fucking tough time. You know, not a little. I got a lot of shit going on. I'm heavy with my mind. And, and that's why I'm pretty much, you know, just gone. Spending time with fam. And just not really doing too much work. And I don't consider this work. I love doing this for you guys. But, man, BMF, y'all got to step it up. There's a Korean documentary. And by the way, I didn't watch the Murtaugh or Murdaugh, whatever the fuck it was. I tried to and get into it. I know the trial happened and then the dude got life and whatever and boom. I'll try to give it another chance. And I know everyone in the fucking, their mother was watching that fucking, that documentary, whatever, boom. But let me tell you something. There is a Korean documentary on Netflix called In the Name of God. And oh my God fucking God. 
this is some fucking cult evangelist crazy religion shit and let me tell you something i know every religion has i know every type of people every type of culture they all have severe crazy evangelist type religion people here and there but koreans you're talking about dude my dad was a fucking minister okay he's a pastor koreans get fucking over the fucking top omc young knock church for those of you who live in California, the fucking church has been around forever. It's like some whole other shit. You already know how I feel about church. We're going to get into it. This documentary, In the Name of God, is so fucking insane. This dude was making Jerry Fowler look like fucking Richard Simmons. No. He was making him look like fucking... Jonah Hill. I don't feel like I can just think of someone normal. This dude is a fucking menace to society. This dude was running a fucking what the fucking dude. What was the dude's name from Oklahoma? David fucking what the fuck was his name? I, David Duke. No. Anyways, look. In the name of God, brand new Korean documentary. Watch it. There's subtitles. It is mind fucking blowing. Okay. Speaking of Netflix, there is a documentary that drops this Wednesday, okay? This Wednesday, there is a documentary called MH370, right? And it is about, I said it last week, it is about the Malaysia flight that was supposed to go to Vietnam, I believe, that just disappeared. Now, never in history, Flights have crashed, flights have gone boom. Never ever has a full-blown commercial flight with 200-something people just disappeared. And I can't fucking wait. I got this shit. I'm on fucking, I got that shit on, uh, what do you call it? I literally have it on reminder. This Wednesday, MH370, Malaysia. I hope this fucking four episodes, an hour and a half. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I am watching it. Cannot wait. I'm going to be off the grid, but I'll be watching that shit somewhere, right? You may not see me on social media, but I'm going to be watching that shit, right? Like, I'm, man, I just, I can't wait. Like, this is something I'm super looking forward to. I just lost my train of thought. I forgot what the fuck else just came to mind when I thought about that. There was something, oh, you know what? I know it's supposed to come soon. I don't know when. Usually it's April. Don't think it's going to happen. But I cannot fucking wait for the new season, season two of Bosch Legacy. Can you guys fucking hurry up, please? Like, man. So with the last bit of movies, I went and saw Creed 3 yesterday. Now, I know I fucked up on the cocaine bear thing. We're supposed to meet up. I was talking about the subscribers, not B2B Army, just subscribers only. Twitter, Instagrams, two different groups. If you guys are down to go see a movie and we could go do see something cool, I don't know. Because I pretty much don't ever get to see the movie unless it's kids' movies, right? Like, and don't get me wrong, Puss in Boots, like I said, is definitely the best kids' movie I've ever seen in my life. I put up there with the Sandlot, all that shit. Goonies, oh no, fuck Goonies. It was really fucking good. But like, you, we're not gonna chill with a bunch of fucking grown-ass men and see that shit. But if you guys are down, three people, five people, give you like a week in advance, be like, yo, what's up? There's this, boom. And um, depending on what it is, if it's a lot of us, 
I'll do like a Venmo thing. Like, look, send me a Venmo, send me a PayPal, send me Apple Pay, whatever the fuck it is. And we'll buy tickets, we'll try to get a discount rate. If it's like three or four of us, I got you. Why don't you guys get the popcorn nachos here and there? I'll take care of a lot of people so I don't want to hear no backlash about the shit. But I'd love to go do that one time with subscribers. It's chill, kick it. Um, so anyways, I went to go see Creed 3 in IMAX. Guys, I saw Creed 1 with Nick in the theaters. I saw Creed 2, I forgot who with, I think in Seattle. I have never missed Creed in its opening weekend. It's never happened. Never missed opening weekend of Creed. I've been wanting to watch this movie since he first started talking about it, right? Now, Creed 2, I'm mad because, you know, I thought I'd go out there and see MB, uh, Michael B. Jordan, and he was buying joy for me at the time. He's cool, me and him kick it. Super dope, dope dude. I think I told the story here about how I didn't like dude when I first met him. But he's, you know, one of the hottest actors in the world. And let me tell you something. This movie was every fucking thing that I needed it to be. There wasn't a moment I felt distracted or I was checking my phone or whatever the fuck it is, you know, sitting back in a recliner chair. Creed 3 was all that. The throwback scenes, you know, the fighting, the action, the fucking anger, the revenge, the whole shit. It was fucking awesome. Go see that shit. If it's fucking, once it's available here, I'm going to buy it. I loved Creed 1. I loved Creed 2. Creed 1 was definitely something special to me. Creed 3 was better than Creed 2. Creed 3 was fucking good. It took all place in LA. Fucking hats off to him. It was, again, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. He did a fire job. There was one point at the end, he tried to do his artistic thing, and I wasn't mad at it. It just took, it was a little, it could have been a minute, two minutes short, but it was cool. It was, it was good. It was just so fucking good. The movie went by so fast. It's an hour and 55 minutes, two hours, but I felt like, yo, most of his movies are, you know, most creeds are two hours, but it just, you know, Rocky's not in it, whatever. It, it was so fucking good. I might see it again. I don't know. If I have the time, I doubt it, but it was fucking good. Um, I've been seeing movies here and there and they just haven't been good. I'm going to go still see Cocaine Bear. I got to figure it out. I'm going to get some laughs, go smoke a joint and do all that. But um, yeah, man, I, that was just fucking fire. Um, guys, there is no baller breaks this week. I told you I'm off the grid. Just cannot do it. We are going to have some big celebrity guests breaking cards with me. Shortly, I will figure it out. Maybe I fly back again and get shit going um, while I handle some business that I'm setting up out here. But by the way, last week's baller breaks was the best baller breaks to date, period. Now, of course, when you get these new celebrity shit going on, it's going to be dope. Um, baller breaks at, at the National was incredible. I'll probably be at the National this year in Chicago. It was just, it was crazy. Pulled a one of 25, or was it, was it one of five, one of 10? I forgot. We pulled a really rare Luis Robert rookie card. We pulled a rare Bo Bichette. We pulled some amazing, we pulled two fucking autos out of a case of 2020. So next time we come out, we're breaking 2022 again. People are tagging me. I'm loving it. People are going crazy. Guys, I know a lot of the hobby. I was on Twitter. Twitter's definitely where the hobby lives. If some of you guys from the hobby wanted to, in your BTB army, want to tell people I'm off the grid this week, I don't think I'll be tweeting very much, but I'm ready to start trading there's not really much card-wise that I want except my Ben Baller Auto. So if it's not that, then I'm down to trade for Amazon gift cards, Starbucks gift cards. I don't want any cash. You know, I'm always using shit on Amazon. I buy shit all the time from there. So if you want, um, 
you know, if you want to give me a $25 gift card for a $25 card, boom, cool. You know, sometimes it might be a little bit more because you got to take care of shipping and handling. I got to pay whatever the fuck it is. I need to start buying a bunch of little fucking packs and, you know, cardboards and shit like that. I need to get a bunch of supplies to ship shit. But there's a lot of shit that can be traded. I just found out that O'Neill Cruz is actually in my purple friends and family refractors. So we got that going on. And um, Baller Breaks is going to go on for a little bit. It's a great show. Best produced show, like I said. So, you know, definitely uh, that is going to happen. What else is on my notes here? Oh, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. So we're talking about actors and stuff. Fuck, thank God I did that before. Let's go back a little bit. Hold on real quick. Rest in peace to Tom Sizemore. This man was one of my favorite actors. I fuck with this dude heavy. He was fucking insane in True Romance. He's been good in so many fucking movies. He was great in Natural Born Killers. And I wasn't an enormous fan of Saving Private Ryan, even though it was a great movie. But this dude, man, he ran out of bullets and threw his fucking helmet. This the, Rest in peace, Tom Sizemore, man. You lived the fast life. You lived the crazy life. I remember seeing you out one night at Las Palmas, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, yo, salute, legend. Rest in peace. You know, no more pain, bro. It's fucking amazing. Sidebar, there was this thing from Andrew Tate's manager that he said that he has lung cancer and there's people out there laughing, wishing death on him. Now mind you whether he says massaging shit and stupid things here and there you want to wish death on this dude? Yeah, he's influencing a bunch of dumbass kids who don't fucking know any better and look up to him but you wish death on dude? Like, I don't fucking know. Anyways, a day or two later Andrew Tate gets on his Twitter and debunks that he has it said he's stronger than ever and his lungs are clear of any smoke or whatever it is, but he has lung or chest issues because he got them from kickboxing. Is that information you guys could have gone without? Maybe. I don't know. Um, also, as you guys know, I've talked about it several times. I'm obsessed with this whole Jeffrey Epstein shit. I, I want to know more and more. I want to see the fucking list. I don't give a fuck. Motherfuckers don't realize that in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, the fucking pilot already exposed that Donald Trump has been there fucking seven, eight times. There's a bunch of shit. He's on flight logs too, but he flew his own jet there, whatever. Unsealed docks of the flight logs to Epstein Island were supposed to happen last week. I don't know. Jim Carrey is going real hard about trying to stop his name being mentioned on the list. Now again, Jim Carrey's gone very deep on this save the world, this and that, whatever. For the most part, you know, I've heard, you know, he says some positive shit on there, whatever, boom, and he's a weird dude. I have not heard a lot of good things about Jim Carrey in person. Now, again, it's hearsay, so who cares? As far as an actor, Ace Ventura will be top 10 for sure, comedy. He was just, when he was on roll, he was on a roll. When he was in fucking uh, Living Color, amazing. Jim Carrey, legend. I wish he would do some more acting and something else. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's just gonna turn weird. And he is, a, I'm sure he is a weird dude. But Jim, you went to Epstein Island. Maybe you didn't smash a young girl. I don't know. Whatever. What the fuck you trying to do, bro? Like, you know, sue, whatever. Too fucking bad. Jesus Christ, man. All right, let's get to some sports. I am going to the Masters. Fucking excited. It is uh, the first week of April, kind of, into the second week of April. Can't wait to see Tiger play. I've never been to Augusta. I'm excited to go fucking crazy in their pro shop. Um, shout out to 
sponsors for getting me out to the Masters. I fucking look forward to it. I think I'm going to be doing an activation with somebody out there. I don't know. But the Arnold Palmer Invitational just happened. Kurt Kitayama had just won. Team TaylorMade. Let's fucking go. Asians, obviously. Japanese dude from Chico, California. Went out there. Beat Scheffler. Beat Roy. Beat the fucking... Beat some tough motherfuckers. Gotta show love. Now, gotta discuss this Ja Morant shit. Ja Morant has been doing this tough guy act. And the thing that pisses me off is he's one of my favorite players. One of my favorite new players. He's got game. He's fucking electric the whole nine. But he's just like, you know, Memphis is small and it could get hood. Bro, you signed a $200, $300 million contract. Like, go help the hood. Get the fuck out of it. Like, you're going backwards. I know this has been said a million times. Anyone who's heard the story has all said the same things. It's just, bro. And I can't imagine what fucking Shannon Sharp is going to say today. Unk is going to go off on him, I'm sure. But bro, why you want to be a gangster? I just said I don't want to be the old Ben. I'm a dad. Like, I'm washed up. Come to the corny side. You know what I'm saying? Come to the wash side. Like, bro, it's one thing for your friends to condone it, be cool with whatever. But your dad, bro, come on, team, Marant. Like, bro, like, why? You ain't his homie, bro. You're his dad. And again, you got a circle of homies that are afraid to say, you know, go against the grain, afraid to give you fucking real advice. But your dad, you get bad co-signers, bad people around you. It's the prime example of this could really fuck his shit up. Now, the Grizzlies suspended him for two games. NBA is going to come in and suspend him. For those of you wondering why I don't follow sports at all, John Morant, electric player, rookie of the year, was he? Just killing it. You know, he's a young dude, got a lot of money, a lot of influence. Kids look up to him. Bro, you're not old dog from Menace Society, like my boy Cuffs the Legend said. You're not a fucking thug, bro. Stop it. He pulled the gun out on his IG Live at a strip club. He allegedly beat up a 17-year-old kid at Walmart or Target. I forgot where the fuck it was, but it looks like he did do it. He goes in the comments and tells people he's going to shoot them. Ja, what the fuck's up with you, bro? Come on, dog. Come on, man. In better news, Lakers are kicking ass. Lost one tough one, but yo, we got the Warriors back-to-back. Not back-to-back, but I'm saying we, we got, you know, we whipped their ass twice. They're kicking ass. They're looking good without LeBron. It looks good. Look, AR-15, my dog Austin Reeves is out here really making plays, okay? AD is out there fucking shit up, and that's all I need from him. I can't have this fucking iPhone, fragile iPhone 14 Pro Max without the case, and you fall, you just shatter. But the good news is we got D-Russ coming back next game. Could help AD a lot. Look, we look good. LeBron is supposed to be back in a couple weeks, God willing. I can't believe I just said God willing with regard to fucking LeBron. But I'm just saying, man. Like, I want us to fucking, you know, fuck making the plan. Let's make the playoffs. It's tight. Let's get it going, man. Fuck. Just, I just, it's right there. It's like, it's killing me. By the way, my Lakers collab is going to drop pretty soon. And it's going to be fucking fire. And I want it to be like, I want to leak it during this time. It's going to be, you know, this is something that's probably going to be my fastest sellout. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. All right. Guys, 
We are going to give away a spot in the Washboard Invitational. I didn't mention before. I'm going to figure it out in the next week or two as I focus and reset. The WLI is seven weeks away, guys. Okay? Let me say this again. If you are not one of the 144 registered players, guests that are playing in the tournament, or one of the 24 people that are working the event, you are not going to get past the gates. Okay? There'll be security. There'll be security. Other than that, it's been sold out. It's done. Right? We do have, if you got the bread, we decided to do a long drive contest, which will be after the tournament, and we do have a spot open if you want to buy the long drive contest. If you want to go out there and you know, put your tent up and everything, shit, if anything, you'll have a great display there. It's going to be fucking exciting. Hit up my boy, Pape Vasquez, all right? And um, going back to the chains real quick, getting a lot of people hit me up that got like a five ten thousand dollar budget no offense okay it's been over three years since i've been able to accept a custom chain job all right right you got the email bbdtchain at gmail.com but if you're asking for anything under fifty thousand dollars honestly just email info at ifnco.com or sales at ifnco.com you know, just mention that you're BTB Army. Say, listen, I heard from Ben Baller's podcast. I want to get something done. I will oversee it if you mention the keywords BTB to that email address. I have no access to that email address. Just saying. Don't send spam there. Do not send shit about, oh, I've been trying to get, I got this idea for a business. I don't, I don't care. Even if it's making me, I don't care. You want to give me some money? Great. Do not send any emails other than jewelry, custom jewelry inquiries to that. All right, guys. Now, gave you guys over an hour. We're wrapping it up right here. I know I hit you guys with some really tough, super deep shit in the opening of this show up until the fucking sponsor break, right? But let me leave you with this, okay? If you catch yourself getting caught up and thinking ahead, because I said, you know, made that post. If you got one foot in yesterday and one foot in tomorrow, you're pissing on today. Stop thinking about the past, guys. Don't live in seven seconds ago because that shit is gone, okay? So if you catch yourself getting too far ahead of yourself, get caught up in thinking ahead, use it as a cue to ask yourself, what can you be doing right now? Ask yourself that. What can you be doing right now? Set a thing into our head. Now listen, the answer might be nothing. And that's fine. Okay? Because resting is better than worrying. All right, guys? Seriously, drink water, take some deep breaths, go outside, take some walks. I've been doing it. Okay? But let me leave you with this again real quick. Some key things to work on as I am working on them, working on them myself. Okay? Always be wary and keep your distance from people who will never admit they're wrong. It could be a family member. I've had family do me dirtier than fucking, you know, fucking enemies. I don't fuck with people who just will not take accountability. They will not admit they're wrong. When they do, it's like this fucking fake bullshit. 
Okay. Now realize, sometimes you're just collateral damage in someone else's war against themselves. All right. Some people think you're the problem and you might be part of it. But the problem is they're not happy and they got to figure that shit on their own. You can't rely on someone else to make you happy. You can't blame somebody else for making you angry. Mental guys, mindset, got to be strong. I'm going through hell and I'm pushing through, right? It's the longest I've ever fucking gone without playing golf. And trust me, I'm getting some golf in this week and I'm going to fucking make it work. But sometimes you might catch a stray because someone is going at it with themselves and they can't even fucking realize it. They're too fucked up in the head. Lastly, don't overshoot your target. Let me repeat that again. Do not overshoot your target because when you fail, you can't get mad at anyone but yourself. All right, stay focused, guys. All right, y'all, I will see you next Monday. Like I said, I'm off the grid. I love y'all. Thank you so much. Big shout out to my man at Lakey Inspired, Lakey Lake, for the music. Appreciate all the support, all the love. Thank you, everyone. If you listen to 60 seconds of this show, listen to fucking 300 fucking 48 episodes. I appreciate you guys greatly. Please tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button, please. It helps us a lot. We'll get guests, got giveaways, all that good shit. All right. I will see y'all next Monday, y'all. Peace. Thank you.